0: Welcome to the Solution-Focused Schools Unlimited podcast series. The title of this episode is Make It Brief, Three Steps to a Solution-Focused Conversation. My name is Linda Metcalf and I'm the author of a book entitled Counseling Toward Solutions. It was first published in 1995 and was the first book ever written that took the solution-focused approach into the classroom and into the school system. If you like the ideas today, You can purchase the book, now in its third edition, on Amazon.com. To get started today, I've simplified the solution-focused process for educators because I know the time limitations and the need for those in classrooms and in the administration offices and counseling offices to get things done quickly and help students get back on track. So, over this podcast, we will discuss in detail how each of these three steps works. Step number one, identify the goal. This is done after listening briefly to who I will refer to today as the school client. The school client is anyone who walks into your office and typically is someone such as a student, teacher, parent, or even an administrator with a concern. Listen to the concern briefly and then begin to ask things such as, so thank you for telling me this, how would you like things to be? This is also referred to as the best hopes question. You can even ask it that way. What are your best hopes for our conversation today? For a younger child, you might say, so what are your best wishes for our conversation today? The idea is to elicit from the school client what they want. You might get answers initially such as, well, I won't be in trouble or I won't be failing this class or I will be out of this class. These answers are okay, but they don't exactly direct you or the school client in a direction. So to be helpful, it might be good to ask, so instead of being in trouble, what would be happening? Instead of failing, what would be going on in the classroom? Or tell me how it would help you to be in another class. What difference might it make for you? Whatever the answers are, listen carefully. Listen for very visible actions that are future-directed rather than problem-focused. Once you get those, you're on your way. After you have a goal, it's time to look into creating a preferred future with your school client. You can do that several ways. You can say... Imagine when you leave my office this morning and you go back to class, that things begin to go better for you. If I watched you and others watched you, what might be going on? What else would be going on? What else would be going on? You want to keep asking what else until you get a nice list going. Another way you could ask the about the preferred future is to say, suppose we looked into a crystal ball and just for the next few days, you were passing that class. What might your teacher notice? What might I notice? What might anyone notice who sees you on those days that would tell them you're on your way to passing the class? And again, get a very, very detailed answer. Getting a preferred future from a school client means going step by step in creating what will happen when the goal that they want is obtained. And it also means to be very careful with what they tell you and help them to make it into a more doable preferred future. For example, maybe a student says, I will behave in that preferred future. Okay, well, we need to take that apart for a bit. So if I were to watch you when you were behaving in the near future, what might I see you doing? What would your teacher see you doing? What about your friends? What might they notice you doing? and then what else? As you're talking to your school client, write all of their ideas down, because at the end of this conversation, I will encourage you strongly to make a copy, keep one for yourself, give one to the school client as they leave your conversation. Step number three, identify exceptions. Exceptions were originally, I think, the heart and soul of the work of DeShazer and Ensu Kimberg. Exceptions are times when the problem that bothers people, and in this case, our school clients, occurs a little bit less. It's always interesting to me whenever I was working as a school counselor and I would have referrals from teachers and the student would come in and hand me the referral form and maybe the referral form says has anger issue yet I would look up at this student sitting there smiling at me talking to me I didn't see any anger and I would say hey what's the deal here I don't see anger and there's anger written on this referral form What's different in here that's keeping the anger away? And the student would smile and say, Oh, I don't usually get angry when people are nice to me. Those exceptions are important because a conversation and an answer like that would lead me into a further conversation like, Huh, tell me about other people in your school day where their niceness keeps you from getting angry. What are they doing What do you do in response to them? Maybe even tell me times when you got angry, but you calmed down and nobody really saw the anger come out as much. Seeking exceptions like that is very helpful. So in step number three, we're gonna be exploring exceptions to times when the preferred future that your school client wants is happening. The fun part about exceptions is that they give hope and confidence. After all, they are evidence that the school client has indeed been able to do certain actions at work before. So as you move toward the end of this conversation, you have a goal, a preferred future. Then you might ask, so tell me the times when you have done some of these things in your future before. Where were you? Who was there? What was different? What were you thinking? What would other people see that you did that day? What was different in any way? Don't be surprised at first if you get an answer like, I don't know. That's kind of common because these questions are very different. They're, they're not looking at the problem anymore. They're looking at times when solutions happened already. So hang in there and wait. You can even encourage the school client a little bit by saying, what would your best friend say they noticed you doing on days when a little bit of this preferred future happened? What else did they notice? And at the end of this conversation, read back what the school client said they wanted as a goal, what they want and they hope to have happen in a preferred future, and how they've done it before. Then you can make the copy, hand it to them and say, you know, you have really come up with some amazing ideas today. These are all yours. I look forward to seeing how things go just for the rest of the day. To really make this conversation work, if there is a school or classroom issue happening with a teacher, consider asking the student if it would be okay if at the end of your talk, you both sat down at a computer and you wrote an email to each one of the student's teachers or the specific teacher that there was an issue with. Don't need to say anything really about what the student plans on doing, just that, dear teacher, Johnny and I have talked. He has some ideas on how to make things better for himself in your classroom. Would you just mind watching over the next day for things that you notice him doing slightly differently? Thank you, and sign it, Linda Metcalf and Johnny. That's it, three little steps. You get a goal, you think of the preferred future, and you identify exceptions. The next few podcasts will describe more ways to use these three steps. And again, if you have comments or questions about today's show, please email me at lmetcalf62 at gmail.com. Make this week exceptional. Number three, identify exceptions. Exceptions were originally the heart and soul of solution-focused work. Exceptions are times when the problem that bothers school clients occurs less. Now, note that I said occurs less, not totally gone. That's because solution-focused ideas encourage us to go slow. Finding times when the problem is happening less and identifying in detail exactly what is happening in those times. It's not asking, tell me times when the problem isn't happening at all. That's too hard. The fun part about exceptions is that they give hope and confidence. After all, they are evidence that the school client has indeed been able to do certain actions that worked before. So as you move toward the end of the conversation with your school client with a goal and a preferred future, asking or saying, so tell me times when you have done some of these ideas in your future before. Don't worry if you get an answer like, well, I don't know. That's very common. Rarely are students asked to tell you about times when they've been successful. Typically, we talk to them about when they're not successful or what the referral is all about. That's what makes this a mindset. That's what makes this process very different. And it's also what makes this process very efficient. One way to coax the students a little bit is to ask what others would see or say. They did before that worked to accomplish a little bit of their preferred future whatever it was write it down for them at the end read back what you've written down that the school client wants how they know they can do it that's the preferred future and what they've done before to do some of it to really make this conversation work for your school client if you are speaking to a student for example. Consider asking the student at the end of the conversation if he or she would be okay if you shared with each of his teachers or her teachers that the student has a plan for the next few days. Now, here's the important part. You don't need to share a thing that the student has said he wants to try. Just share with the teachers that the student wants to make some things better and will be trying some things out. Then just ask them to watch. That's it. Three steps. Get a goal, consult the crystal ball, and create a preferred future, and identify exceptions. The next few podcasts will describe more ways to use these three steps. If you have comments or questions about today's show, please email me at lmetcalf62 at gmail.com. I hope you have an exceptional week.